welcome to the new 2018 Burley Love Eagles podcast. As always, joined by my brother and my sister will be more common contributor this year. And then, of course, we'll still have my mom, Dale, who's the big hit, but we couldn't find her and she probably doesn't know how to work. Yet, so. <laughs> yeah, for everyone's benefit, the old app went out of business. There's a new app. So we have to start a new launch sequence with our mom. Should take four to eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, on it's on Carson Wentz's timeline. I was going to say, who comes back first, Carson or our mom? <laughs> I'm going to put. I'm going to take uh, Carson. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good bet. How do so, you work this thing? <laughs> well, in mom's defense, it took three of us to work this the right way. It took us about ten minutes, so that uh, was better. But anyway, so one victory already in the books year because you can go to other places for that so this is more of the the fun analysis that we you've come to know and love so um how do you how are you guys feeling after the one and oh start lucky but i'll take it yeah i'm not i'm not feeling too bad i mean the the beginning's always shaky so eking out a win i find that positive yeah we usually we usually lose those games you know pre-doug peterson those were any read loss specials Totally. Oh, yeah, 100%. Our defense looked dope. Yeah, the really good. Look great. And, Hicks, is, uh, Hicks completely makes a difference. When Hicks is there, we're, we're like dominant. Well, it's also nice that uh, Steve Sarkeesian decides to yeah, he's awful. make dumb, <laughs> dumb play calls at most the, the most important moments. So thank Do you, think you, Steve Sar- Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian calls plays like we play Madden on Xbox. Like, no, because anybody with a brain would have been like, oh, fourth and goal, <laughs> we should have our best player in there, even if it's a decoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so how long before you got upset with the 2018 Eagles after an, an offseason of Super Bowl bliss? 14 to 18 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 14 to 18 minutes of game time or air time? human time. <laughs> <laughs> Because that is a very big distinction. So was, was there one play yeah. in particular where you're just like, ah, oh, I'm pissed again? No, no. I mean, listen, let me take, let's take a step back. I mean, the fact that the Eagles fans booed Nick or the team or that I was frustrated with the team is absurd and unacceptable behavior. But when we're not winning like 24 to nothing, I get frustrated now because my hopes are so high all the time. I, I fully support the fans booing. That was going to be our next topic, but we can start talking about that now. I fully support them booing. They were playing like crap. <laughs> oh, I, no, 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 no. Indefensible I, behavior. No, I agree with Matt. It's it's our Philly culture. This is what we do. <laughs> we let you know when you're playing like like uh, poo. So, you know, I think it's acceptable. Hypo- hypocrisy is the Philadelphia way. Okay? <laughs> yeah. why, is it, why is there hypocrisy with booing when you're playing like crap? I'm just saying probably the ringleaders of the booing, you know, what it's not like they're doing anything special in life. So <laughs> what, playing, what leg do they have to stand to on? In that game, especially when they're unveiling the ba- banner, I'm sure those tickets weren't cheap. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. They're pa- those season tickets are passed down through the generations, though, so who knows what they're paying. Yeah. PG, you become soft in your L.A. life. I know. I, I can't right. believe you're saying you're against the booze. I, I was fully I – I usually think – Eagles and Philly fans in general boo too quickly, but in this case, I totally thought it was justified because the <laughs> offense looked like crap. I guess uh, 
But I, you, as you know, I am a, I am a uh, stalwart Nick Foles apologist. Like when he, <laughs> when when we when we dealt him away in 2014, I was like, he he could be the next Joe Montana. I mean, I was clear <laughs> I was wrong about that. But yeah. yeah. Weren't you the one that also said that Philip Rivers is like the best quarterback last year? Yeah, Phil <laughs> Phil Rivers is good. Phil oh no, Rivers Matt Stafford. It was Matt. Oh Stafford. yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt Stafford. Carson Wentz. I did say that. So <laughs> Your I'm clearly can't smart. Be I'm pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, as as my friend Andy Nesbitt pointed out, when uh, Wentz went down, we all thought the season was over. So what do we know? But I think True. I think most of us thought that. But yeah, I think Nick Foles is always going to be. A Super Bowl hero and streak, eagle, streaky, eagle he is a streakster. And anytime yeah. he goes out to a restaurant in Philadelphia, he's never going to pay for it. But that doesn't mean if he plays like crap, we don't, we're not allowed to boo him. Yeah, it's it's almost like uh, it's almost, how would you characterize the relationship? It's almost like you know Philadelphia is the uh, is coaching. They're like the father who's coaching the son's team, and Nick is the star player. And whenever he plays bad, like. We re- really lay into him, but after all, we really love him. It's like that. Oh, yeah, that's that's the analogy. That's the analogy. <laughs> this is like a Lionville Lightning situation. <laughs> or Blast. Was he the Blast for you? Yeah, or it was Lionville Blast. Blast. That was, yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Uh, you, you sports. Everybody's going to know what the hell that is. Yeah. <laughs> that's the right idea nick we're clapping from the sideline telling him it's the right idea even though he's playing but no i guess you're you're the you're the softy parent and amanda and i are the ones like oh who cares that you won the super bowl last year <laughs> yeah i know there's it's all in the, the past it's all always, in the past there's always the soccer parent who's like always applauding their kid just sucking like they kick the ball out of bounds they're like that's the right idea justin <laughs> That's the right idea. And Matt and yeah, I are the parents you, are that's like... That's you with Nicky Foles. Yeah. yeah, that's me and Nick. <laughs> and Matt and I are like, that is unacceptable. You don't have dinner tonight. So, yeah, yeah so mine lasts at the first half. So the first half, even when they're playing like crap, I'm like, I'm really not upset. Like, I can't believe this. Like, it's true what they say. You win a Super Bowl and you just have much better perspective. And then when they kept playing like <laughs> crap in the second half, especially when they, they finally took the lead and then uh, Foles had that interception, then I was fully... I'd be kidding me. Matt, Matt, Matt texted me at, at the beginning of the game. He was like, I'm totally zen. I'm totally zen. I'm, and I was thinking, this isn't going to last. <laughs> and you're right. And you're right. Can I, ask, can I ask a related quarterback question? So we, we don't know when Wentz is coming back, but what's your level of anxiety that like when Wentz comes back this season, he won't be, he won't be the same as before, whether it's like, He's got some mental scar tissue or just physically he's not as good. I'm, 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 worried, a, I'm a little anxious. I'm a little, I'm more worried about that than Foles being streaky. Cause well, I don't we know. know I, he is going to be, you right. already know what you're getting. Exactly. So I know exactly what to expect from Foles, but we've never seen Carson post ACL injury. So I'm, I'm really anxious to see how that turns out. Well, and it's also, it wasn't just, it was an LCL too. So it's a really yeah. bad it was a really bad injury. And even when they were showing him warm up when he was like running just down the field, it just still didn't look like a natural gait. So yeah, of course I'm nervous. And you know, you saw with Andrew Luck today, he finally came back and he still didn't look like the old Andrew Luck. And then he almost got decapitated because he went to try to run with his head down. So that's what makes <laughs> yeah. me nervous is when comes back and he's still running, you know, 
because we always knew he was being too aggressive and that was going to come back to haunt him. So, yeah. Yeah. And then we're watching this right now during Green Bay, Chicago, and Aaron Rodgers just went to the locker room. So you never know. Yeah. So, uh, so Amanda, when did you, are you still in Super Bowl bliss or did you get upset? No, I got upset. I was with you, Matt. It was the second half. Because the first half, I was thinking, you know, they always start a little slow, and it's the first game, and you never know how the Super Bowl hangover is going to turn out. So I was giving the benefit of the doubt. But then by the second half, and they were still playing like crap at the beginning, I was like, oh, my God, come on. All right, you've had enough time. Get together. Like, but here, work on this. Here's the thing, though. So Super Bowl bliss, you're right, Matt. You know, that reserve wore off in 14 to 18 minutes. But – there's also an element of this that we got to strike while the iron's hot. Cause we got Wentz on his rookie deal for another what year after this. And then we have to pay him $4 billion. Yep. <laughs> so we have like two more years to buy 15, you know, all-star level defensive linemen. So we got to strike while the iron's hot. That's why I'm being impatient. Yeah. You usually have a three to four year window. That's what Bill Simmons always likes to say. And I think that's pretty true. And then, but if you have the franchise QB, it usually lasts longer than that. So, yeah, the biggest important thing on the Wentz question is that, yeah, I, I think they're playing it safe, and we all agree that they should. So, you know, because you're right. This team is good enough. They have one of the deepest rosters. The secondary is deep. So, you know, you don't get these opportunities very often because, you know, like Darby's going to be gone after the season because they're not going to pay him a ton of money, and that's why he's always rumored to be on the trading block. So, like you said, you, you get these – with these rosters and with the way the salary cap works, they, yeah, all these players will get paid. Matt, are you going to do what you did last year and if, if full sucks for another couple games, call for Sudfeld? Get on the <laughs> Sudfeld wagon? No, because Sudfeld did not impress the me in the, pre, in the preseason. I mean, he's fine as a third-string quarterback, but, yeah, I'm, I'm over the Sudfeld. That was more that Foles was just so – against Atlanta when he finally they started doing the run pass option is when you know you finally saw a change in him so the good news is that and we'll get to this a little bit a little bit later is that Peterson's the real deal because you were nervous with him losing so many good assistants especially on the offensive side of the ball you were wondering if he was the genius or not and it turns out that it looks like he is because he had I don't know oh I think he did he had some really cool play play designs and then of course the Philly special that was pretty. That was pretty hilarious. No, I, no, I think he, I think he's the real deal. But I wouldn't say this game like iced the iced it in my mind that he's the real deal. And there's and there's no fallout. Although, you know, Indy was okay today. So Frank Reich's in Indy, right? He was probably the big one. And Filippo's in Minnesota. They had good days, right? But yeah, well, I think Peterson's the, the real deal. Lost, the Colts lost. The Colts lost. The offense looked okay. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Dougie P is the real deal. But the offense did not look stellar. But I, I think I, I go I back to, that on the to your take. I put that on the players. I thought it was a good game plan. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's, it's the preseason effect. Like, yeah. the, the first four games will be, like, the offense's preseason because none of the starters play. Or Wait, and play. you know I didn't like the fact that they were splitting first-team reps because, as we know, Foles, he needs to practice. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, and, and and you knew they were going to be rusty because none of the key players were playing in the preseason at all. Yeah, there's but, a uh, huge difference when you're playing a full game compared to the fake preseason, and you know that they're not planning very well for all the preseason games compared to now, which is basically like an extension of the preseason. Yeah, yeah the first and, four weeks are pretty much kind of 
preseason light or yeah. I guess the opposite, whatever. But you know, they're feeling each other out for the first month. And and Zach Zach Ertz had a couple of drops that he usually does not make. He's usually yeah. pretty sure handed. And Goddard Goddard had a touchdown that he should have hauled in, but he still doesn't know how to put two feet in bounds. So he made a, a heck of an effort. I don't yeah. blame him for not getting his feet down. It was it was a good effort. It was a nice play call. Yeah, but I think I, I felt like I do you feel like you saw a shimmer of the Goddard's package in this game? Like, you know, if you got Alshon back to maybe take, you know, some pressure off the inside, it, it could be uh, as explosive as everyone hopes it be it will be. Yeah, I mean he was lined up one on one in a cornerback and he just dominate with his body size. So yeah, it seems like you know, I'm surprised they didn't do more with him, but I guess probably he's probably a terrible blocker, which is usually the case. <laughs> young tight end so that's probably why he only gets in a certain number of snaps yeah fair all right Amanda you wanted to talk about the Philly special statue I mean (laughs) how ridiculous is that it's been I mean okay I understand Super Bowl yeah hooray that's great we already have a statue of this play I mean this seems a little absurd well, you know, the Bud Light paid for it, and it's by Bud Light in the corner. <laughs> well, that's an excellent point. Would it have worked better for you in marble? Is, is the material, just, is it a material problem? Yeah, it just looked kind of sad. It was, like, reminiscent of the Cristiano Ronaldo sad statue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a materials issue, I think. <laughs> just like, what? Jackass put this together. <laughs> yeah, Bud Light did. That's so they're probably not paying top dollar. Hey, but Bud Bud Light did was did better with the realism than the Cristiano statue. That is that's an excellent. Except point. Dougie Dougie P it looked like they shaved off about ten to twenty kilos. <laughs> yeah, on definitely. His frame. Definitely. But I was just I don't know. I I thought it was ridiculous, but maybe I'm the only Eagles fan in the world that thought that, but I was like, really? We have a statue of this? The statue doesn't bother me. It's just the statue brought to you by by Bud Light. (laughs) Like, is that going to stay on it forever? (laughs) So... That's an excellent point. But the only only other statues I have to compare to are the the crappy ones outside the Spectrum from 1997, which was, like, a weird Bobby Clark one, and then the Rocky statue which is a fictional movie character and not a sports person in the world. So Okay, well, two things. A, maybe it's just because, as you said, the materials are bad and they haven't gotten weathered yet. So by weathering them after <laughs> ages, they look a little more legit for some reason. And my second point is that the Rocky thing doesn't bother me that much. Like people at work were making fun of me, like, oh, the only statue you have is a fictional character. But I'm... I don't know. That doesn't bother me. Like, yeah, so what? He's a badass fictional character. And he, you know, epitomizes Philly. I don't know why that's so bad. But are there any good sports statues, really? I feel like no. They're all kind of weird. Well, I can't think of any other ones. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Yeah. Like the MJ one, when he's like flying through the air, that one's pretty sweet. Uh, not the Cristiano Ronaldo one. <laughs> oh, they, you know they redid that one, right? Oh yeah, no, he got a second crack at it. Yeah, yeah, and it was still just fine. 
I mean, how can you turn somebody so handsome into somebody <laughs> so a, a bog terrifying? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you have like such a canvas to work with, and that's what you come up with. Oh, jeez. But you're right. I mean, I don't know. The statue doesn't bother me that much. The Rocky one, I mean. For some reason, the Silly Philly one bothered me more. <laughs> so you, you don't mind that one of our biggest sports icon isn't real? I mean, like, it's not the first time in history where there's been mythical people that have had statues made out of them <laughs> look at the ancient Greeks <laughs> and I think we're on the same <laughs> wow we're going with ancient Greeks it's basically, we got, basically the same right we got so? the Venus de Milo <laughs> the David's Rocky Michelangelo statue. Rocky statue one, yeah. two, three, all time <laughs> I think it should be in the Louvre <laughs> that's fair those are all mythical creature people <laughs> and they, you're welcome but did they all have big fan bases that rooted for them <laughs> well ar- arguably the the gutsiest play call of all time sending david out there to slay goliath so i think philly philly really fits in there <laughs> was that was that sponsored by bud light as well yeah sponsored by bud light fourth and goal let's send out david <laughs> I like it. Oh, that's too good. All right, so do we have any feel for this team yet? I, I, I think we do. I think it's the same team uh, that came out of the Super Bowl last year, except we couple couple of upgrades. I would say you got Jordan Hicks back, who's who's just got great ball instincts, and the defense I think looks better. It was a disaster in the Super Bowl, and then. We have Jason Peters back at left tackle, and he was mauling people. He looked like he got a little tired. But uh, the, I think the only element we were missing is we missed Alshon. That was the biggest thing, I thought. But it's the yeah, same identity awesome. as last year. Yeah. And N- Nelson Aguilar wasn't nearly as dynamic without Alshon, to keep him honest. Yeah, but you get Alshon back, and you have a legitimate outside threat again. Yeah. So I think the offense looks a little better. Yeah, and the secondary looks better. Yeah, I think Sidney Jones looks good. Ronald Darby looks faster, you know. So defense looks better, offense looks worse, but the offense should get better when Alshon comes back. But same identity as last year. The most promising thing is the line. The offensive line looked really good. Yeah, that's right. So I think, you know, the Vegas over-under on wins this year, Matt, is 10 that I got from uh, Guess the Lines or the preseason Guess the Lines. I'm going to go with 11-5 as my – preseason prediction i have a high level of certainty or early season prediction well yeah I mean, the, the nfc east doesn't look strong and then the one team that everybody was saying could surprise is the redskins and they play well today but arizona's terrible yeah uh, cowboys lost giants lost you know giants lost a close game at home but i i don't expect much from them even with saquon barkley so you know oh my god eli eli looked like a high school quarterback today <laughs> well he was playing against one of the best defenses in the league last year so you know but yeah so it'll be interesting to see but what what would you consider a successful season what this is the one we're going to ask every week what would you not just record but what would you consider a successful season uh an nfc championship if we get to the NFC Championship and, you know, we end up losing to Minnesota or L.A., I mean, I'd be disappointed. It, who am I kidding? If we don't win the Super Bowl 48 to nothing, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, of- if we make it to the NFC Championship game and lose by a little bit, I'll be fine with it. No, I'll be furious. I'll throw my TV out. 
Well, yeah, uh, I think uh, successful and my emotions are not necessarily related. I think successful would be, I agree, NFC East champions and at least getting to the NFC championship game. That would be successful, but I will still be furious if they lose and don't win the Super Bowl. That's fair. That's fair. I think that that sounds right to me. That sounds, you know, yeah. I just want to make sure the other thing is hopefully Wentz, like you said, comes back and is his old Carson Wentz self. Because it was funny. I was watching it today because, you know, against – I always think Wentz is the better quarterback than Deshaun Watson, which everybody loves. And, like I said, I just think he sees the field better. And if you see these these new quarterbacks, I still think he's the, the best pre-injury. So that's that's my biggest concern is what will he look like coming back. But at least, at least the point you're making is like what impresses you about him is he reads defenses and changes plays. It's, you know, his mobility is just a bonus, really. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. That's the ones where he just made some incredible plays, but then that's also what got him injured. But the other, so the, the one team we were nervous about last year, we said like if they get to the NFC Championship game, you know, they'll probably win was the Saints, and they looked god awful. I know it's week one, but well, their the defense feel a little did. Better. Breeze still looked incredible. Kamara looks incredible. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't believe that. Like that, that was most people's like lock of the week was, including me. I was like, they're gonna boat race mm-hmm. Tampa Bay at home, and they and to give up that many points. And that's that's who the Eagles play next week. So a bit of surprise that 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 they went into New Orleans and won because yeah, that was that's who I was saying makes me the most nervous out of the NFC. Fitzmagic, the menace of the Ivy League in Brian Brzezinski's day. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. But that's Matt. Back to your point about Wentz. That you know, that's a great point about a successful season is Wentz coming back and looking like the old Wentz. I mean, not just talking about record. That is, that would be a huge success because I mean, so much of our future feels like it hinges on him. Although maybe it doesn't, if you can win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, but I mean, Carson I would say long-term future. This team's still good enough with Nick Foles to do some damage, but to be at that elite level for a while, it has to be with Wentz. Yeah, I agree. Can I can I rewind a little bit to the the game plan from Dougie P? Matt, do you think do you think he he's like trying to get Sproles like touches because he feels like he owes him you know a bunch of plays? Because I feel like part of last year is after Sproles went out, our offense actually looked better. Kind of I kind of want Sproles to be sidelined a little more. I think he just likes the running back by committee. So you know, and then he did start once Ajay started. Uh, you know having a good second half, he kept him in there for more plays than I think he normally would have. So I, I think he'll just go with his original game plan and then adjust according to who's playing the best. And Corey Clement had that big run at the end of the game. So, you know, I think it's just going to be a three-headed monster. And, yeah, I'm sure subconsciously he does feel like he owes him because he's had such a great career. But, you know, when when we come to December, you know, it might be more a giant Corey Clement with less Sproles. Who knows? Yeah, that's fair. I'm not worried about it after one week, but it, it, your point was fair when you texted me that you're like, does he feel like he owes him from last year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see, but it, a win is a win. An ugly win is 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 better than a, a pretty loss, so I'm not too worried about it, and it, I feel like we stole one, and that's fine. Agreed. So uh, 
before I leave you and we leave you for until our next one, I have a, I have a good celebrity Eagle sighting. So I went out to dinner in Marina Del Rey, which is also where I had my infamous, infamous Donovan McNabb one where you remember I was on the treadmill and I thought he was waving at me, my teacher, <laughs> waving to the hot chick behind me. <laughs> so I was at dinner and sitting at the table next to me was T.O. Stop it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He probably oh. looked great. Hall of Famer, T.O. Yeah. yeah. And the lady friend said to me, I thought his date would be hotter. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, describe his date. I'm so curious. He's <laughs> just like a, a, a cute, you know, but not apparently not hot enough. Uh, you know, just cute, a cute girl. An L.A. An L.A. 7. Is that what you're saying? I would say like kind of like a Westchester slutty seven. <laughs> oh, so that's like an but that's like an LA four probably. No, what yeah, that's a tough to? that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't go better than Westchester slutty seven. Oh, to come on, you can do better. <laughs>